I'm thankful for the Bible, ain't you? You go back to the same old story, seems like, and get something every time. And uh, the Lord started working with me back at the end of last week, up into the uh, beginning part of this week on this on this thought. And if I could tonight, I will preach on this: when the heat of hell gets hotter. Uh, when the heat of hell gets hotter, is any of y'all facing any hell tonight? Well, y'all are having a pretty good life, it seems like. I don't know about y'all, but it seems like I can't hardly get away from fighting hell. Hell's fighting me, amen? And hell's on the hunt for you and I, and we ain't going if you're saved. We're not going there. Uh, but the forces and the powers of hell are at work. And the Bible lets us know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Those forces and those powers of hell. And uh, listen to me. And I know not everything that happens is hell coming against you, but there's a whole lot of things that happen that is hell coming against you. I understand if you stomp your toe, it don't mean the devil caused it. Alright? So don't misunderstand me. Uh, but I do know there is such a thing as spiritual warfare. And uh, I am vividly and, and violently fighting it. And so are you. And so if I could tonight, I just want to look at this familiar text, give you a thought on a Wednesday night. Maybe help you through the rest of your week or in the days to come. Let's look at Daniel chapter number 3. And uh, let's look in verse number 1. The Bible said, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, judges, treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then and Herod cried aloud to you, It is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar uh, the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down... Now they've, they've, they've thrown an ultimatum out right here. Whosoever falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Now listen, we're going to go through fiery trials sometimes just to try our faith, but we're going to go through fiery trials sometimes because it's hell opposing us. And this is one of those instances. Really, it would apply to both scenarios. Verse number 7, Therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the, the cornet, the flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, nations, languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. And they spake and said to uh, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth it, uh, worshipeth that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Now notice verse 12. Bible said, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. 
They serve not thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? He could not believe it. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, and the flute, and the harp, and the sapbut, and the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, notice this, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace and I like, I like this question. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, uh, uh, We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Uh, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able. Can I get an amen right there? He is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Notice Nebuchadnezzar's response. Then, verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the form of his visions was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And I'll stop reading for there uh, for sake of time. But I want to preach tonight on this thought if the Lord will help us for a little while when the heat of hell gets hotter. Uh, when hell seems to reach over and crank up the dial in your life, what in the world are we to do about that? How do we go through uh, the heat of hell getting hotter? Let's pray. Father, we sure love you and we thank you tonight for God the opportunity to be in your house tonight. And Lord, I, I pray, oh God, that you'd anoint me and I pray, Lord, you'd use me tonight. I pray, God, Lord, that you'd help me to preach in the power and God the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we sure love you tonight. God, we're thankful for everything that you do. And God, what you've done and what you're going to do. But Lord, tonight, I need you to touch me one more time. Help me to preach, Lord, to thy people. And God, I pray, Lord, they'd walk away uh, being helped, encouraged, convicted, changed, challenged. Whatever the need is, I pray, Holy Ghost, you put your finger on it. And God, we'll thank you for it now. In Jesus' name and for his lovely sake and all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. When the heat of hell gets hotter. I want to say this tonight. First of all, I want us to remember and remind ourselves that we surely are in a spiritual warfare. It seems like every time that I feel like I'm turning the corner or the church is turning the corner, it seems like every time, friend, the heat of hell gets turned up just a little bit hotter. Can I say tonight, I've been going over and telling y'all what all the Lord's been doing for me uh, and helping me and not 
just spiritually and emotionally and uh, mentally, but financially and boy, I mean, it seemed like the bottom fell out today. Hey, I mean, glory to God. Uh, my truck most likely is going to have to get jumped off after church. Batteries went bad. Uh, met Brother Ray, seen Brother Ray yesterday morning over at AutoZone. We was there at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning and uh, they said, ain't nothing wrong with your batteries. It's dirty. So we cleaned it. Well, guess what? Hey, still something wrong on the way to church tonight. Uh, me and another preacher swapped me here. Praise God for that. This is $125. Mine's 600 Ain't that a blessing? I, I mean, I'm just kind it's kind Listen, I ain't saying the devil done all that. But you better know something. The devil does get in your mind and in your ear up when things just happen. By the way, it rains on the just and the unjust. And God knows what I need better than what I need. What know what I need myself. I, I'm, I'm not here to give you a sob story. Or I'm not here to give hell credit for everything that's gone wrong. But I am here to say that there are times uh, when the heat of hell is going to crank up a little hotter in your life. My friend Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego here in our text, they have done nothing wrong. As a matter of fact, everything I can see they've done has been right. And can I say that's when hell comes after you. It is not when you're sitting idle. And it is not when you're mad and you're upset and you're bitter and angry and staying at home. Oh no, that's not when hell comes, friend. But hell comes when you decide I'm sick and tired of being a carnal Christian. Hell comes when you're tired of being a, a lukewarm Christian. Hell comes. Uh, my friend, when you try to make a difference, uh, hell comes when you say I'm sick of being unfaithful. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to do this the right way. That's when the heat of hell will get turned up in your life. Uh, oh, but glory be to God. Uh, I've come to tell you tonight, uh, just as hot as hell can get, uh, there is one, my friend, uh, uh, whom we are able not only to overcome, uh, uh, but to push through and to climb over and to leave behind the heat uh, and the hot times of hell in our life. Uh, I bless the Lord. He's made a way of escape when hell comes our way. Hell is coming, by the way. If you're trying to do anything for God, it is. Hell's coming. How many times have we fought hell at this church? Why would we do that? It ain't because hell got bored and ain't got nobody to pick on. Can I get a little help tonight? Crowds down. That don't mean y'all. What's by the way? I, I'm thankful for a couple of men saying amen. But y'all ladies, you, you understand it's okay to say amen in church. There's a few of you do, but I believe all, everybody ought to. I mean, amen just means that's right. Brother Josh, that's the Bible. I agree with that. That's the truth. That's all that means. I mean, listen, friend, I, even tonight, I was most congregational. Why don't you quit singing? Because y'all quit. Amen. I mean, I, I listen, I, I've done it before. We're a congregation, folks. You know what that is? I, you blame that on. No, no. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's hell. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Friend, I, you're not my enemy, and I'm not your enemy. You don't know the reason why some of y'all can't even stand up during a congregation? It's because you've got too much hell on you. And you've got too much hell in your life. You don't know why some of y'all can't budge or say amen or grind? It's because there's too much hell on you. And there's too much hell in your life. It takes me too half hours to get you primed up that's where you even raise your hand that's because hell has had its way in your life I'm telling you there's a place and a time you've got to come to in your life where you sell out and say bless God Almighty I'm going to do what God wants me to do I'm going to fight hell it's a daily fight it's an every moment fight but it's 
It's a fight worth fighting, my friend. There ain't some things worth fighting. Hell's one of them. I don't want hell to get my children. I don't want hell to get my family. I don't want hell to get my church. No, no, we ain't. Listen, if you think we're going to be like the, the little old Cedar Wald and little missionary Baptist that's been there for 150 years where up the song leader comes in and he looks miserable and he sings about a, about a two decibel on the, on the volume button and everybody else just sits there and they're all, well, uh, and that's how we, we ain't doing that here, friend. I'm telling you, we are not doing that. If y'all, I'm telling you, you better hear me tonight. I'm going to fight hell if I've got to. I don't think I'm by myself, but I've got to. I will. I'm telling you, bless God, we need somebody that had come to church to have church. We need somebody, my friend, that's ready to go out in this world Monday through Saturday, my friend, and stand against the wiles of the devil. My friend, put on that armor of God. My friend, stand against the wiles and the fiery darts of the devil. I mean, hell's coming against us. Hell's coming against you. And some of y'all's laying down and taking it. My friend, it's time to realize we need a Shadrach and a Meshach and an Abednego that says, bless God, if I die in the fire, so be it. But I refuse to bow down to the golden calf. I refuse to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. I refuse to bow down the ways of this world. I refuse to bow the knee to religion. We've got a God that's alive and he's well and he's worth serving tonight. They were willing to lay down their own lives for their God. I wonder how many of us would do that. I would say a handful maybe. Hello? What government shows up here with AR-15s in 10 years? It's very possible. Says you walk in that church, proclaim the name of Jesus. We're shooting you twenty eyes. How many of y'all take a bullet for him? That's a pretty serious question, ain't it? Well, he laid down his life for you, and you'll shout about it, sing about it, shake hands about it, and go to church about it. But I mean, how many of us will be willing to go through the fiery furnace for our God? We read these stories and they blow in one side of our ear and out the other. We think, oh, what great men. But can I say, these were flesh men just like we are. These men had families and these men had friends and these men had, 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 uh, had children. They had hobbies. They had homes. They had everything we've got and was willing to die for their God tonight. Amen. That's how you fight against hell, friend. They stood against hell. That's taking a stand. Hello? That's taking a stand. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, I want to get into it best I can tonight. I want to see first of all tonight when the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to see the motive behind the heat. Do you know hell don't just crank up on you for no reason? Look at verse number one. Here's your, here's your motive. When, hell, when the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to see the motive behind the heat. Verse number one, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits, the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Can I say the motive behind the heat of hell getting hotter is for you and I to give in to something outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's you and I to bow our knee to this, the ways of this world. It's you and I to join forces with everybody coming and going and just all hold hands, sing kumbaya. 
I mean, I was reading a mission statement last night on a church less than three miles from here. Uh, my friend, and their mission statement literally says, uh, uh, we're non-denominational. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want because it does not matter. Denomination don't matter. It just matters that you love Jesus because Jesus loves you. But you better hear me. That ain't going to work the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, when the Bible, when God brings out the book uh, and He lets us know, I give you a, an order. I give you a way. I let you know what the truth of God's Word was. Uh, I'm trying to tell you tonight, friend, uh, that there's a motive behind the heat of hell getting hotter, and it's to get you out with the majority of bowing in. By the way, everybody that was on their face uh, worshiping Nebuchadnezzar's golden image, you know what they claimed? They claimed religion. They claimed to be a Christian, if you will. Uh, they claimed, hey, I'm on my way to heaven. They were as religious as the next person, but there was only three willing to go through the fire. Uh, does that does anybody see that tonight the whole multitude was bowing out of religion they were worshiping a God but I don't serve a God I serve the God only three of them was willing to go through the fire only three of them was willing to die only three of them had any help in the whole bunch bless God there's a motive there's a motive I need somebody to help me there is a motive when the heat of hell gets cranked up hot. What was the motive tonight? To get them to bow out and to bow down. You know why the devil and all the hell and the heat gets hotter at times? You know why? It's to get you to quit. Can I say that would have been the easy thing to do? When there's a big fiery furnace and they walk over and the heat of hell gets cranked up a little hotter. You know the easy thing to do? Here's what most independent Baptists would have done this day and hour. I'll just tell you. Well, you know what we believe. God knows our heart, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. God knows what I believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that golden image, but I'm going to bow just, just for us. But I, I don't believe that. That's not what we're supposed to do. That's the easy way out. Can I say, at the end of this story, if you've ever read your Bible, you know not only Nebuchadnezzar, but those sheriff and counselors and everybody's listed, and all those people. Did you know at the end of that thing, what comes out of the whole deal by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, being willing to stand against the hell, uh, the heat of hell getting hotter, is the name of the God. G-O-D, the Lord, uh, was proclaimed. Uh, my friend, among all people, had they just bowed the knee and kept it silent and went along with the flow, that whole crowd would have died without God. But I'm here to tell you tonight, that my friend, it ain't time to quit. That you say, preacher, it's harder in my home it's ever been. That means just cause the hell, that the heat of hell's getting hotter. That don't mean it's time to quit. It's time to push the gas on down a little further in the floor. It ain't time to wave a white flag. It's time to go on for the glory of God tonight. I'm talking about when the heat of hell gets hotter. We see the motive behind it. It is for them to bow out and bow down. Right. Don't know why the devil puts the pressure on you? He wants you to quit. Yes, why is it that's the first thing that comes to our mind? Oh. Yeah. I'm just ready to call it quits. Why is that the first option? Because the heat of hell is what he wants you to It's a motive. Yeah. It's the motive of hell to get you to quit. That that's hell's motive. That ain't the Holy Ghost. That's hell. They want you to quit. 
There's a motive. Listen, the devil's lost your soul. He can't drag you to hell. That's right. He can keep you from fighting the good fight of faith. Can I get a little witness tonight? I mean, listen to me. There's a motive. I, I'm good. Get, why am I hung up right here? There's a motive behind when hell gets hotter and the heat gets turned up. It's for you to give in and quit. Because quitting seems to be the easiest option. But listen to me. It may be the easiest option at the time, but it's the most costly. It seems awful pricey that they were willing to die. In this furnace, don't it? That seems pretty pricey. Because I want you to see the greater price as if they would have bowed. What would the greater price be? All those people would have never known the Lord. That is a far greater price to pay than even dying in the furnace. They could have bowed out and bowed down and all them people would have never seen the power and the might and the strength in the testimony of the God of the Bible. But because they were willing to pay that price and because they were willing to go through the fire and because they were willing to stay faithful to God, even when the, when the heat of hell got hotter, everybody benefited from their faithfulness. I just don't see what I'm doing. Hold on a little longer. You'll see what it does. You'll be faithful. It may take you 15, 20 years, but you'll see it was worth being faithful. Secondly, I want us to see not only we see the motive behind when the heat of hell gets hotter, but then secondly, I want you to see the multitude behind the heat. The multitude behind the heat. Verse number 2. The Bible said, Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, governors, captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, all the rulers of the provinces. Verse 3. The princes, governors, captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, for all, all the rulers of the province. I mean, all the way down through verse number 7. You'll find though all those high art, uh, all those positions of power. You know, uh, tonight we see the multitude behind the heat. Uh, can I say this, friend? There's always a multitude uh, that will push when the the heat of hell gets hotter. They're for it. They're gun hole. They're going to try to coax you and they're going to try to persuade you. They're going to try to talk you out of standing for God and being faithful. I need, I need somebody to hear me tonight. God ain't never been involved with the word of the multitude. You better hear me tonight. Every time the multitude shows up, most of the time they were a bunch of givers or a bunch of takers and no givers. Most of the time, my friend, they were religious and pharisaical and hypocrites. My friend, there's a multitude here. Everybody who had say so was bowing the knee. Everybody who had power was bowing the knee. Everybody who had influence was bowing the knee. But can I say, if you're going to endure the heat of hell when it gets hotter, you can't link up and join the multitude. But you've got to say, God, there's just a small remnant here. But as long as I'm willing to stand, I know He'll stand with me. My friend, we cannot yoke up with the multitude behind the heat. We can't do it. There's a multitude behind the heat. Can I say in verse 7, the Bible said, at that time when all the people that means all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music. All the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And then in verse 8, we find, Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews, and they spake to the king, uh, to, to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. 
And then they, 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 they go back through the whole thing and then they expose Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can I say when the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to understand and see the multitude. They are, there's a group of people that is going to push you and pressure you and try to convince you to giving in when the heat gets hotter. Now listen, I wish I could say all those people were sitting at a bar tonight or in the dope house or we're all prostitutes on the side of the road, but unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of them sits on our pews. When the heat gets hot and hell comes against you, uh, unfortunately, not everybody's iron sharpeneth iron. Not everybody's a friend that uh, loveth at all times and a brother that's born for adversity. There's a whole bunch of people that sit on church pews. They don't know God. They don't know the voice of God. They don't know the will of God. They, they have nothing to do, uh, my friend, with, really with God in their personal life. But yet they'll have 5,000 suggestions for you. Listen to me, Stillwater Baptist Church. You better be real careful who you take counsel from not everybody's for you not everybody's for you the devil sits in this church just like he does every good church he's present you better know that and he's at work behind the scenes more than you even know and I even know and so we see the multitude thirdly tonight I'm hurrying along because I want to get somewhere not only we see the <laughs> when the heat of hell gets hotter we see the motive in the multitude but I want you to see the messengers Behind the heat. There's always somebody to run around and flame the fire. Look at verse number 8. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree. Every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sack, but psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. Whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, he, uh, that he should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province uh, of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. <clears throat> then, after Nebuchadnezzar gets word, that's when he turns the heat up. Can I say, I want you to see the messengers behind the heat. You know what's amazing to me? Is that out of all them people, we, I just said every nation, all languages, out of all of them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego caught the spotlight. Now, do you think everybody there was doing exactly what Nebuchadnezzar wanted? I seriously doubt it. But they were not doing it for the right reason. They were not doing it to stand for God and against the false God. They were just a lot of them ignorant. A lot of them didn't care. I promise you not everybody showed up that day. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got pointed out and there was a messenger listen to me there, one of the quickest ways for you and I to get tied up in a mess is to pay attention to all the little messengers I need a little witness today somebody's always going to have something to say when the heat gets turned up well if I was brother Josh I just don't think I'd have handled it that way well you're not brother Josh if I was Sister Annette, I just don't think I'd have put up with that as much as she did. And I wouldn't have went that far with it. Well, you're not Sister Annette. Well, if I was Brother Dax, I, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't be doing all that what he's doing. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be. I'd be doing this. Well, you're not Brother Dax. I can't believe. I mean, and, and, and listen. By the way, there's a, most of the time people that's getting run downs on one doing something for God. 
That's why they had messengers and the whole world didn't. But somehow another Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had somebody saying something about them. Can I say when you ain't doing nothing for God, ain't nobody going to say nothing about you. I need a little help. I said, when you ain't doing nothing for God, ain't nobody got nothing to say about you. No, no, friend. Listen, I, I, I had it up to my eyeballs everybody's opinion on who's doing what and who's right and who's wrong. Here's what I got to say about the matter. Bless God that He's the judge. That book's what they're going to be judged by. It ain't my job to run around and down everybody. I got enough hell to fight my own life. I'm not running everybody down. And if you do bless God, you might think you're right with God. You ain't. Amen. You ain't right with God. I don't care what they're doing. It ain't our job to play Holy Ghost and tell everybody who they approve of and who they disapprove of. Right. And I got King James Bible for it. Where's yours? Yeah. Oh, I feel it. It's getting a little tight in here. But I've been on that side of the spectrum. Bless God. I've been run down. I ain't doing it to nobody else. It ain't right. It ain't right. I don't want to be a little messenger for somebody who's trying to do something for God that's going through hell. I'm not running them down. If they're wrong, that's between them and God and it ain't my job to try to tell everybody. Fact is, the same Holy Ghost that's in me, if there's saves in them and if there's something to be warned about, I just believe God's big enough to do the warning. Hello? I've been run down because I just want to do something for God. And let me say this. This church, everything we've done, how we got started and everything, it wasn't exactly right. I was too dumb to even know it. You with me? And I got run down and ousted by a whole bunch of them, but my heart was clean and pure before God, and God showed me mercy. And as soon as you get too holy and righteous to show mercy, bless God, you're too holy and righteous. Because the last I checked, He shows mercy to you, and He has, and He will, and He always continue to. It ain't about preferences and nitpicking. I'm not going to be a messenger that'll run down the brethren when they're trying to do something for God, and I ain't going to put up with it out of you either. Amen. Amen. Seek it in with I've been there. And you've been there. I'm talking about exposing heretics. You with me? I'm not, about, I'm not talking about exposing church killers. I've had to do that. But I still don't run them down. You with me? I don't go everywhere telling everybody's business. Some of y'all, I mean, some of y'all have been right through it. You've, you've had to be talked to. You've had to be dealt with. You don't know why you're still here? Because you didn't get butchered over it. Yeah. Deal with the issue and go on for the glory of God. But I'm not going around cutting everybody's throat. That's a messenger on the other side that I don't want to be a part of. I don't, man. I'm being honest with you. I don't want to do it. It's not our job. And listen, I got plenty of them running around saying enough about me to worry about. I ain't got time to worry about what you say to do it. They took many messengers on me for me to be a messenger on somebody else. Are you with me? Oh, Brother Josh will bring a black cloud in your church. I got enough to worry about. I don't need to run around talking about everybody else. Come on, somebody. I got to worry about me. 
I got to worry about me. Now, I ain't got, I, I'm not going to do to somebody what's been done to me. I'm not doing it. Because there's always another side to the spectrum. And you believe this or not believe this, but if that's what you reap, that's what you'll sow, and you'll get ran through the mud too. You'll get ran through the mud. And it hurts, friend. It hurts. So these messengers behind the heat. You're going through hell, there's always going to be somebody who wants to say something about it. When the heat gets turned up in your life, somebody's going to say something about it. Out of all these people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have little messengers, little birdies tweeting around behind their back. Don't be that. You're going to have that, but don't be that. Fourthly, when the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to see the ultimatum behind the heat. That's something else I don't deal very good with. Don't give me an ultimatum. Hello? I'm not going to give you one. Don't give me one. They are dealt an ultimatum. You know what it is. I'm not going to read it for sake of time. Verse 13 through verse 15. Either bow or burn. Can I say that there's an ultimatum coming when you're fighting hell? Bow or burn. You know what you better decide in your heart? If it means bowing out on God, I'll burn. But don't be the one, Nebuchadnezzar, to dish out ultimatums. You with me? When somebody's going through hell, it's not your job to tell them what they are to do. And if they don't do what you say, then, then, then you're done with them. I've been done that way. It ain't right. Can I get us some help tonight? Well, if you do, if you do this, you go to that church, you buy that church, I'm done, and they work. But that wasn't right because God told me I'm not the Holy Ghost for you. I need some help tonight. I cannot speak for you. Now I can speak what that book says for you. But when it comes to personal things, that's for you and the Lord. I cannot tell you. Now, if it goes contrary to the book, I can tell you. That ain't the will of God for your life. Because it says right here, such and such, such and such. But I cannot involve myself in your... First of all, I used to try to do that and it about killed me. Can I get a little help? There's some... There's some y'all right now. There's things I can see and I know and it's driving me nuts, but it ain't none of my business. But here's my business. You bring it in here, it's my business. What you do out there is your business. I've told you right from wrong, I can't make you do nothing. Alright? Now, if you're running around outside of a bikini, you're probably not getting a VBS class. I'm not going to call you and tell you to put on clothes, but I'm not putting you in leadership. Thank you a little help. If you can't rule your home, sir, I'm probably not going to let you do much in the church. Because you, you ain't got a grip over your home, let alone, you, you, that means you can't have no leadership or no authority in the church. But I'm not going to call you up and tell you, hey, bless God, that's for you and the Lord to work out. Is everybody following me? I'm not, I'm not talking about gray areas. I'm talking, listen, there's they some black and white areas that either is or ain't the will of God for you. And when hell, listen, I'm saying all that said, when hell gets cranked up harder, you are going to be dealt ultimatums. Yeah. But don't be the one dealing. Look who it came from. Nebuchadnezzar. You either do this or you burn. You know what they said? Good luck, Chuck. Yeah. Our God's bigger than you. Can I get a little help? 
My God is bigger than you. And this is what he said. I love what he said. He didn't. He said, "But if not, but he said we might burn, but we still will overcome you." Our God. Notice what this. Let me read it so I don't get it wrong. Notice what they said. What verse was that? Oh, let me find it. Okay, verse 17. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He said he's able, but notice this. and He will deliver us out of thine hand. He said, I don't know for sure what's fixing to take place. Either way, it's going to be all right. But whether we burn or we live, we are delivered out of your hand, O King. Yeah. You know what they knew? If we die, God has delivered us from the hand of this sorry, rotten dictator. We're out of here. We're going to paradise. Amen? He dealt them an ultimatum. And I say that's what hell's going to try to do to you is talk you into an ultimatum. And if you're not listening to them, if you're not spiritual, you'll take the wrong direction. Right. If you're not walking with God, you're bailing. And you're bailing. Yeah. Is everybody following me? Yes, hell's coming in your life and it's going to deal you. What are you going to do when they say, it's your job or your church. What are you going to do? I know what I do. But what will you do? It's your family and life or serving God. What will you do? Oh, I know how we are. We all going to take our Bible tonight and say, bless God, I'm going to God. But I promise you when you come, come time for Rebel Meet the Road, there'll be a bunch of you start bowing to a golden image. The ultimatums. You better know how to respond to ultimatums. Right. And what is that? Choose the Lord. Amen. And listen, I said I talked about giving them. Don't don't be that one to make somebody have to choose between you and God. Man. I've been there. I can say this with power and authority because I tried to play that. I have done it. Sorry to tell you that. But somebody said, This is what God said. I said, Well, bless God, this is what you're going to do, or. That was horribly wrong. Shouldn't have done that. And just because I don't agree with them don't mean that what I say is right and what they're saying is wrong. And then on the other side of the spectrum, when you're going through hell, somebody's going to give you an easy out. Right. And then they're going to give you an ultimatum with that easy out. Here's your way out. If you don't do it, then I'm, I'm done. Or I'm this or I'm that. Choose the right Choice. Make the right choice. When hell gets cranked up in your life, don't take the easy road. You listen to me? The road less traveled is often the road that God is the one appointed. Hello? There's a reason why that wide gate's got all kinds of people in it. It's easy traveling. And there's a reason why the Lord's way is a narrow way because there's very few people on it because it's not the easiest road to take. And so if this is just a real easy choice in the middle of hell getting turned up in your life, this is a real easy avenue, I'd be careful about taking that. I'd take time to pray. I'd take time to follow God. And listen to me. Don't be too big a man or too big a woman to come back and say, you know what? I almost went the wrong way and I was wrong for that. I'm sorry. Don't just take away because you chose to stick to your guns because that's what you wanted to do. 
If God's not the one telling you which direction to take, you better be careful about choosing a direction. Well, that's what I said I'm going to do and I'm a man of my word. That's stupid. That is so stupid. I've had people come and things need to take care of and they, things need to take place in the church and, and they, I mean, because bless God, they said it and, and they know they're wrong but they still want God. I done said I'm going to do it. That's stupid. Yeah, if God corrects you, humble down. Right. Say, Lord, I almost messed up. I tell you, I'm sorry. But don't respond. And I'm, I'm focusing on this ultimatum because I'm going to tell you what comes when the heat of hell gets hotter. You all It seems like out of nowhere comes a bunch of decisions. You know what the devil wants you to do? Act fast. That is not what God wants you to do. God does not want you to respond off your emotions. God does not want you to respond off of peer pressure. God does not want you to respond from your own selfish pride. You know what they had to do? They had to really think about this. I can see them now looking at each other. Now, that thing's burning. They, they, smell the, they smell the kerosene coming out of there. Boys, we know what God said. He's really going to throw us in there. Yes, He is. Can you imagine them thinking about their wives and their families and their kids and their cousins and their grandmas and their grandpas? It was not just a hasty decision, but it was the right decision. Because they chose God. Can I say, I don't care what nobody says. And I'm going to say this as the pastor. You ain't going to hear very many of them say it. I'm not going to play stupid. If you're going completely contrary to that book, like some of y'all have had to do, I've had to tell you that ain't right. But I'm not going to keep anybody or try to interfere and give somebody an ultimatum if I really know they're following God. Man. I don't want to lose my, any of my privilege. Because to be honest with you, I don't. Some guys want them gone, I don't. I like them being here. But if they come to me and say, Brother Josh, it's what God's doing. And it's all biblical. It's all in order. There's no controversy. There's no sin. There's none. That, all that's just plain. Even if I don't like it, I can't give them an ultimatum between me and God. Right. They have to choose God. And I have to let them. Amen. 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 And y'all need to do the same. You need to let people follow God. Now, I'm going to take time here because this is very controversial. Well, I understand a lot of people claim that this and this and this was of God and it's not of God. So we got to watch that too. Yeah, so here's what I do. They said, Brother Johnson, uh, church called me. They, said, they want me to start preaching, filling in. Six months go by, they want a pastor. And we're going to sit down together. We're going to go through the Bible. And we're going to go through their thoughts and their hearts and their desires and their intentions and the liberty of the Lord. And if they have biblical clarity and Holy Ghost clarity and there's no biblical errors, I can't tell them no. I talked to Brother John about this one day. He said, there have been times I knew me and what's supposed to go. But they had done made their mind up that this was the will of God. He said, so I let them go. Man. And he said, I kept the rope clipped on them, though. And as far as they went out, I just kept feeding them rope. So when they about died, I could reel them back in. <laughs> I said, that's right. Bring them back home. And that's what I want to do. 
And so there's an ultimatum. When, you, when you're facing hell and it, and it gets cranked up, you better know choices are coming, friend. Choices are coming. If you're not careful, you'll make the wrong one. And then we see the mindset behind the heat. Verse 16. The Bible says in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. I love, I love how they respond. It said, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the uh, burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, remember when we preached on that for such a long time, the price promotion, but if not, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So what is their mindset when the, when, the, when, the, when the heat of hell gets hotter? What is the mindset behind the heat? The mindset is this. No matter what happens to us, God is in control. Amen. Listen to me. First thing the devil is, is, is going to attack when the heat of hell gets hotter in your life is your mind. Yeah. I, I done told you I've been living here. You know what my mind's told me? They ain't really, they ain't really for you at all. You know what I have to do? Fight my mind. They don't even want you there. Which is partially true, I think, for some people. But you know what I have to do? Fight my mind. She don't really even love you. I've been there. Y'all ain't never been there? Sorry. What do you do? Fight your mind. What's the mindset? I'm not giving in to the pressure. I'm not giving in to popularity. I'm not giving in to opinion. I'm not giving in to people's preference. We can't do that, men and women, boys and girls. We can't, we can't do that. What is the mindset? I know what's right. And as long as I'm following God, here's what they know. God's going to take care of me. They're, they're in that place and the heat's been turned up on. And when the heat gets turned up, you get real weary. You get real quick. If you're not spiritual, you'll do the wrong thing immediately. The third mindset is this. We're focusing on Him. We're focusing on Him. We're focusing on Him. Turn it up, boy. Seven times hotter. We're focusing on Him. King, I want you to know something. God's for us, not against us. King, I want you to know something. He can save us from that fire, but even if He don't, be it known unto thee, King, we're not bowing. We're not serving. He's going to take care of us. Be it known to you, King. He's able to deliver us, but if not, He's going to deliver us out of your hands. One way or the other, we're getting victory. That's where you got to live. Amen. You ever had to do something hard for God? You ever have to look at people you love and say, I hate you putting me in this predicament. But I'm going with God. Sorry. And I love you. That's tough. I'm so glad I done it eight years ago. Hello? I'm sure God. Where would y'all be tonight? I mean, I know there's other churches, but where would you be? Some of y'all would never even come to church for men's sake. Where, I mean, where would you be? Yeah. You don't know how big your, your decisions affect others. Again, all the people, all the nations, all the languages, they're all at the end of the same. They're mesmerized by the power of God. But it boiled down to the mindset of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some of y'all's minds right now is a trashed. 
And the only reason it is is because the dial has been turned up. The hell, the heat of hell has been turned up in your life. And you've lost your mind. Can I tell you, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to lose your mind. What we, well, how, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in His great love. When all harm's safe from His sheltering arms, I'm living by faith and I do something other. Feel no alarms. I care not today. Oh, boy, I'm going to have to sing a minute. I'm feeling that. I care not today what tomorrow may bring. Sun, something, or rain. The Lord I know ruleth over everything. And all of my something is vain. Oh, I got to sing it. I'm feeling it. I got to sing it. How are we going to do it? What's the mindset we got to have right here? I care not today what tomorrow may bring. If shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth o'er everything. Right here. And all of my worry is vain. I'm living by faith in Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in His great love. From all harm safe in His sheltering arm. I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. I like this too. Though tempests may blow and the storm clouds arise, obscuring the brightness of light. I'm never alarmed at the overcast skies. The Master looks on at the strife. I know that He safely, this was them, will carry me through no matter what evils betide. Why should I then care though the tempest may blow if Jesus walks close to my side? Our Lord will return to this earth some sweet day. Our troubles will then all be o'er. The Master so gently will lead us away beyond that blessing heavenly shore cause we're living by faith in Jesus above trusting confiding in his great love from all harm safe in his sheltering arm I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm boy that's their mindset if you're going to make it through times when the heat gets turned up, you're going to have to have faith. The momentum behind the heat. I ain't going to preach all these. I'm just going to give them to you. The momentum, verse 19 through 22. The momentum we find it added, it created excessive fury. The momentum. When they said no to Nebuchadnezzar and his ways and his will, and they chose God and his ways and his will, they turned the heat up. The momentum got hotter. 
And it created excessive fury in verse 19. It created extreme fire in verse 19. It created extravagant faith in verse 20 and 21. And then we find the, 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 the end result of that was unexpected fatality. Guess who lost somebody because of the fire? It wasn't Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was Nebuchadnezzar's men. Can I say it's usually the ones that try to crank up the dial that end up experiencing loss? You with me? I'm trying to help you tonight. I know this ain't the evangelistic message everybody's wanting, but it just is what it is. God's called me to pastor, and I'm trying to tell you the hell's coming. And if, and, and if you focus on all those trying to push and pry and probe, uh, probe you and pressure you and, and put the pressure on you to bow the knee up to the, to the ways of the world and to the hell and to the heat, listen, what you're going to find is if you'll just stay faithful, they end up self-destructing most of the time. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're on their way to the fire, but the men that had bound them was carrying them there didn't even make it themselves. Yeah. They were burned up. Seventh, we got two, one more, one more after this. We see the miracle behind the heat. When the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to see the miracle. Verse 23 through verse 27. The miracle behind the heat, verse 23 through 27. Note this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to face the heat in the hell. Literally, physically. They had to fight the heat in the hell, literally, physically. They had to feel the heat in the hell, literally, physically, and spiritually. Amen. But notice, but notice this. Not only did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have to face the heat in the hell and fight the heat in the hell and feel the heat in the hell, but rest assured they were found in the heat in the hell. Yeah. I wish somebody get happy right there that God has not left us alone. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar looked and he said, how many did we throw in there? They said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, I'm telling y'all, I see a fourth man in there looks just like the Son of God. Yes. They were found. They were, they were found in the heat and the hell. Any of y'all feel like you ain't going to make it, but next day you're, you still made it? Yeah. Any of y'all ever go through a trial you did not think you'd make it through, but in reality, you look back and you came through it just fine. Yeah. It was hard and heavy and hot at the time, but you were fine. Why? Because of that friend or that fourth man. That's the miracle. And then lastly, you see the memory. The memory. Verse 26 through verse number 28. The Bible said, Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth, come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. The princes, governors, captains, king, counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was the hair of their heads sins, nor, or excuse me, neither their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants and trusted in him, and hath changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Can I say there's a memory that's never forgotten here. Nebuchadnezzar and all those people will never forget the day when they seen Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego make it out of an impossible situation. You know why you can't give in and give up and bow and bow out and bow down during when the heat gets hotter? It's because you're going to change somebody's life forever. They're going to watch you go through the things 
that you went through and endured the hardness as a good soldier and not give in and not give up, not bow down or bend over or bow out or, or break. And they'll, they'll never forget that. Some of the greatest memories I have of Christianity in the life of other people is watching them go through very hard things and stay faithful. I've not forgot it. I've not forgot it. I've watched people I love and adore, they, got, they went through some really bad things and they stayed true. And here we are 20 years later in some instances. You know what I'm still thinking about? They didn't bow down. They didn't bow out. They didn't break. They didn't give in. And it changed my mind. It's a memory in my mind. It lasts forever. And this is the last one. I'm sorry. When the heat of hell gets hotter, I want you to see the milestone or the mark behind the heat. Look at verse 29 and we're done. The Bible said in verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. But I say this is the turning point for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're promoted by the king, but it's also a milestone, a marker, and a turning point for King Nebuchadnezzar and all those people that seen what God had just done. God is not only, listen to me, God was not only discerned. You know what Nebuchadnezzar realized? He discerned God in their life. But then, stay with me, three minutes. After Nebuchadnezzar looked in that fire and discerned, there's something different. His men didn't quit when the heat got hot and hell got turned up. He didn't just discern God. We find the end of this thing, he's declaring God. You know how he started out, don't you? Denying him. He's created a false God himself. He's denied the God of heaven. But now he's discerned the God of heaven. And then when he sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not only go in the fire, but remain and be okay. And God went in with them. He discerned him, but then he declared him. You know, there's people watching you. And if you'll stay faithful when the heat gets hot, and it's turned up and hell gets hotter in your life. There's, there's, a, there's a few of them. Right now they're denying Him. But if you'll keep being faithful, they're going to discern Him. And when, then when you come through what you've went through, and you still got a smile on your face, and you don't even smell like hell, and you've been waiting in it for months. Yeah. I said it smell like smoke. Isn't it amazing some of the things we've been through, and there ain't even a trace of it? I wish I had somebody that would just get happy that God has brought us through some things. Amen. We don't even smell like the fire we've been in. We ain't sins. Our clothes ain't burnt. You know what will happen? God will be discerned, but then God will be declared. Amen. Somebody's watching you and they're going to see your God and how great, big, mighty, and Faithful and true He is. You know what they're going to do one of these days? They're going to say, hey, like I said on that Friday night of Bible school, they're going to look at Him and say, ain't nobody like Him. Yeah. Oh, Larry Brown preached eight years ago and he said, nobody like Him. Nobody like him. That's what they're going to say. That's what Nebuchadnezzar said. He said, hey, before He, he made a decree, if you didn't bow down to His God, you going to die. But He ends up at the end of this thing saying, if y'all don't bow down to the God of heaven, you're going to die.
Thank you for this day. Thank you all for the opportunity to be here tonight. And I pray that you've helped your people somehow. Lord, I pray that you would watch over us. Keep us safe this week. Help us to live for you. When hell gets turned up and the heat gets hotter, pray, Lord, you'd just help us to have faith to go through it and to know that help is on the way. We'll never stand in the fire alone if we're saved. There will always be that friend, that fourth man in the fire. God, the goal of this thing is not for us to receive praise, glory, accolades, and honor, but it's for others to see you in our life. When they look in the fire of our life, not even to see us. Nebuchadnezzar did not put emphasis on Shadrach, Meshach, 